This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in the book of Genesis chapter 31 and we're dealing with Jacob and his family in the process of leaving Laban's house and headed back to what is the promised land. And we find them in verse 10, and we see that Jacob is explaining when God spoke to him. And it says, and it happened at that time when the flocks conceived that I lifted my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were streaked, speckled, and gray-spotted. What he's saying here, is that I looked up and I saw that God was involved in the process. I looked up and I saw that God was moving in what was going on. I had made a deal with my father-in-law Laban, and I was supposed to get the the streaked, speckled, and gray-spotted sheep and goats, and he was supposed to get all the ones who were solidly colored. And so when that happened, I looked, and it said, I saw them. And God is the one who had handled that. He had planned it out. Obviously, there's a chance that he knew something that Laban didn't know. But the truth is that God worked his plan. God God was involved in what he was doing. And not only was God involved in it, God is the one that ultimately determined that it was going to happen. And so he said, I I took took the, the sheep and I took the goats that were mine and we headed out. He said, then the angel of God spoke to me in a dream saying, Jacob. And I said, here I am. Now, I love that. That is a great place to be. There's so many stories in scripture that start with that kind of saying, that kind of speaking that goes on. What I love about it is that he says, he says, God called out to me and he called me by name. And that happened to Samuel when he was a little boy in the chief priest in the temple. He was sleeping. God called his name out and he ran to the chief priest and the priest said, I didn't call you, go back to bed. And he does it another time. And then the third time when he goes in there, the chief priest says to him, he says to him, he realizes that God's calling him out. And he says, that's God calling you. And when he calls out to you the next time, you say, here am I, Lord. And, uh, and there, there you meet with God. And right here, we see really for the first time in a real life-changing way, that that Jacob's a position in his heart and his mind to actually begin to figure out how to walk in the will of God. He did meet with him at Bethel before, and he did hear from God, And but that was a time where he was really trying to flee struggles and difficulties. This is a time where he is being blessed by God, and God is ready to move him to the place where he's always set him to be. And that that move and that place is going to be, it's going to be, 
It's going to be back in, in the promised land, back where Abraham and Isaac were before, back where God had planned for his people to be. And so he says to God, when God calls out his name, he says, here I am. And the question I have for you this morning, a question that I have for you this morning, is when God calls you out, do you say, here I am, or do you try to ignore, or maybe even worse, do you not even respond at all to God? You just treat it as if it's a momentary passing of struggle or difficulty, a momentary passing of hearing God, but maybe not even doing anything with it. Or are you the type of person who says, here I am, I'm here to hear from you. And let me tell you something. That kind of mindset and where you are in that when God speaks to your heart is going to determine a lot for the course of your life in the days and weeks and years to come because the attitude of the heart that that refuses to listen to God is the attitude that ultimately leads to destruction and failure. And I would say to you that I hope that's not you, that you do not have that type of attitude, that you do not have that type of mindset, that you don't walk in that kind of will in that kind of way. I pray that you will be someone who, even though you may be flawed and even though you might have had many years of struggle, and, and that definitely that definitely describes Jacob. He is a man who is intensely flawed, and he is a man who has had many years of struggle, and yet he's in the middle of God's will, and he's in the middle of God's plan, And the reason he is because God has willed it so. He's made it. And he is to take blessings that he's given him. And by the way, in the midst of all that struggle, when you think about he had to work for he had to work for Rachel and then he got Leah and then he had to he got then he got Rachel, but he had to work another seven years and now he's even worked another six years on past that. He's he's continued to work. And he's continued to work for basically nothing. And then finally, he gets ready to leave with nothing. And Laban says, why don't you why don't you continue to work for me? And I'll give you a portion of your labor. And we'll give you a profit sharing program. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna go into business together. And when he does that, the agreement that they have, he chooses that he's going to get, Laban's going to get the most common type of sheep that are born. And Jacob's going to get the most uncommon type of sheep that are born. And ultimately, after after the sheep are born, the one who gets all the sheep and all the goats is Jacob because God causes it to be such that, that all the sheep that are born are the ones for Jacob. And so God has blessed him with, I want you to notice, God has blessed him with wives. God has blessed him with many children, many children. God has blessed him with wealth. And God has made him a man of character such that he can speak to him, and Jacob is a person now who can hear from God. And if you say for 20 years of life, that's going to be the ultimate product. If you say for 20 years of life and struggle and difficulty, that ultimately he's going to end up with all that I just went over. If if you said that to him before it happened, he would take it. And so many times in our lives we say, my life's just been a struggle all the time. And we fail to see the blessings that God has given us in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of the problems. We fail to see it, and we shut our eyes off to it. And I would challenge you today to sit down and look back. I'm not saying look back and and say whether or not you've gotten all that you ever wanted out of life or whether or not you've had all these goals for your life and they've gone unattained. I'm not talking about the things that you planned for you. But I'm talking about, let's just sit down for a minute and ponder 
the things that God has given you and that you do have. And those things, I would bet, after you've sit, sat down for a while and thought about it, were those things worth what I have struggled for over, over these many years? And the odds are, especially for believers, the odds are the answer is going to be yes. The answer is going to be yes. The goals that I had for myself as far as my job and my career and things like that, that none of them have come true in any real fashion the way I planned for them to happen. But I wouldn't trade what I have now and where I'm at now for anything. Even though my plans for me were to prosper me and to not to harm me, but to give me a hope in the future. And those plans didn't come about because they were not God's plans. But God had plans for me to prosper me and not to harm me, to give me hope in the future. And let me tell you, his plans have come about. And they look nothing, nothing like what I planned. And yet they're great plans. I look back over the years and I'm not as rich as I want to be. I'm not as powerful as I want to be. I'm not in the position I want to be. But let me tell you something. I have, I have, I've been taken care of financially. I've been put in a place where I, I can have great influence over some people and help them and grow them. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. And God's given me greatness in my family, not only my wife and my children and my son-in-law. I've been blessed by those, but I'm also blessed by my other family members and the people that I have in there close to me that are like family. I have many relationships, many depth of relationships, and God's given me many blessings from that. And I wouldn't trade them for anything. And if you said, if you told me when I was a young man, this is how it's going to end after 30 years of labor, I would have said to you, that's not what I want because I would have been impetuous and I would have been selfish. But now that I've re reached the place 30 years later where I am today, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And the reason I wouldn't is because it's God's plan and it's not my plan. And it's really fulfilling to be in the middle of God's plan even if you don't quite know what it is, even if you quite, don't quite understand it, even if you quite, 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 can't quite see the end of it, many times you can't. Many times the valley of the shadow of death is shadowy. That's why they call it the valley of the shadow of death. There's lots of shadows and it's dark and there's lots of hidden corners and you don't know what's going on. But the one thing you can be sure the end of that verse is true too. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, of death, thou art with me. You are with me. He is with you. And he's always been with you. And when you say, here I am, you're saying to God, I've trusted you thus far and I'm trusting you again. And that's what Jacob's saying here. He heard from God at Bethel one time. And, and now 20 years later, he's hearing from him again. And he says, here I am. And he said, lift up your eyes now and see. All the rams which leap on the flocks are streaked and speckled and gray spotted. For I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. What he's saying is, ultimately in the end, I am the one who is going to bless you. And you have not worked or labored in vain. You've not walked in faith in vain. And you're not going to walk in faith in vain. I can promise you this. Your faith is going to have the full product of its worth and value. Can I say that again? Your faith is going to have the full product of your worth and value. It is. Your faith is not going to come unrewarded. It never will. God's not that type of God. The thing that God requires of you, the thing that God desires of you, is for you to trust him, to, for you to place your hope 
your faith in him, for you to believe upon his name. That's all the words for faith that we have. Faith, hope, trust, believe. If his ultimate desire for you is for you to do those things, then I can promise you, if you do trust him, if you hope in him, if you believe upon his name, he will not leave that unrewarded. He will not leave that unrewarded. He is going to reward the faith of his children. He's going to do it, no doubt about it. I can tell you that from my own experience. I can tell you that from reading God's word. I can tell you that from the experience of the thousands and millions of saints that's gone before you. And we're saints not by our own righteousness, but a righteousness that comes by faith and the atoning work and the finished work of Jesus Christ. I can promise you this. The stories are many. The stories are, are intense and powerful. And ultimately, the stories lead to God bringing about his promises to you. And it's going to happen. He said, I'm the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. I love this because Bethel means house of God. And that's what uh, that's what Jacob called the place where he first heard from God in his life. He called it the house of God. And God says, I'm the God of the house of God. And if you think about that, you think, that's redundant. Really, it's not. He says, I am the God <clears throat> of the house of God, which you called it back when you met with me the first time. He said, basically saying to him, remember when you said, I finally met with God here and I'm going to call this place the house of God? I'm that God. And there are some people out there who've spent many years of their life chasing after their own will in their own way. And they heard from God when they were younger. They may even sought after him. They may even walked with him back in those days. And they spent a lot of life doing their own thing in their own way. And they may be in the place right now and me listen to my voice today. And they've heard from God really for the first time. They've heard from God again after many years of doing their own will in their own way. And God is saying to them, I'm the God who met with you earlier. Remember me? Hey, remember who I am? I'm still here. I haven't changed. You've wandered around in this world doing your own thing for a long time. Now's the time for you to open your eyes and see me and open your eyes and hear me and open your eyes and walk with me. And uh, that's what God is saying to Jacob right here. Hey, remember 20 years ago, remember when you met with me and you called the place where we met the house of God? I am that God. He said, where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now arise, get out of this land and return to the land of your family. See, God is culminating his plan for Jacob in this moment, in this hour, in this place. And uh, let me say this, there's nothing better than that. Nothing better than ultimately hearing God's will and God's way and uh, finding his purpose and his place for you. And I can say this, that happens to young people and it happens to the very, very old. It happens to all of us because God's strong, powerful voice is always out there speaking. And ultimately, he meets us right at the place where we need him the most. And Jacob is at the place where he is out of sorts with his father-in-law. They're beginning to take opposite sides of each other. He has been blessed. All he's going to be blessed where God has sent him to. We're all sojourners in a foreign land. We're all wanderers in a place we don't know. And uh, that's where he's been for 20 years. But God's blessed him in it because he did what God told him to do. And God has increased him and made him great. God has made him powerful. God has made him wealthy. God has made him a man with many children and blessed him with many, many wives. 
And so he is a man blessed by God. And God is saying, it's time for you to go. And uh, I had that happen to me a couple of times in my life where God said, it's time for you to go. And it was scary a little bit. It was uh, not sure where that was going to be and not sure how that was going to be done. But it, I don't know. it's one of those things, I don't know where you're going to go, but you got to get up out of here. And uh, the truth is, God knew where he was going to take me, but uh, I had to get up and get gone. And uh, wow, what all has it culminated to? And the hope of the future is even greater and brighter than it ever could be. I, I know that for me and for God's people that he has me with today, the hope and the future is far brighter than we could ever imagine. We would never have considered it back two years ago when we began this journey. And we wouldn't consider it even the possibilities unless God had revealed them to us. And the possibilities and the things that he is doing here in Dadeville, Alabama are going to be powerful and great. And there are going to be many things that happen that change not only where we're at, but change the world that we live in. And I'm excited to be a part of that. I'm excited that God's given me the opportunity to join with others and especially join with him and be a part of that. And we can end the week of Bible study with God calling out Jacob and calling on his promises. And uh, Jacob saying, here am I, Lord. Here I am. Send me. And uh, he's going to get sent. And it's not going to be easy where he's going either. And I can say that about what we're going to be doing. Nothing's going to be easy, but it's all going to be God. And when it's all God, it doesn't really matter whether it's easy or not. It's the very best, and that's what I want. I know I wants that for you. Where are you at with God? Is God calling out your name? If he is, you just tell him, here I am. And you be open to doing what he says, because he will lead you and guide you. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.